actually came back on time this this week instead of taking another week off. Uh, and that is because there is a lot to talk about today. Not only football today, but also basketball. Everybody's top one of their top three sports probably. I'm ecstatic. And why are you ecstatic? Because once again, finally, it's been so long. We can now legally discuss Markel Fultz without it being off brand. Brand, oh, brand! That's a very good pun. Speaking of brand, yeah, yeah, that was good. (laughs) No, we're gonna start with the Eagles though. Uh, But yeah, we'll we'll start with some Eagles and move into some Sixers, and then we'll just uh, we'll probably finish feeling really happy because that feels like a lot of good things are happening right now. So that's the that's the general vibe. I've been in a good mood. I've been in a good mood for like two days ever since I heard that Markel Fultz is good. All right, yeah. Anyway, see what Uh, really changed my mood was Carson Wentz coming back. Yeah, that's a great point. So, uh, do we just do they give us the Super Bowl trophy now, or do no? They... No, we still got to work for it. I mean, our odds are definitely quadruple. But I was just I making sure. Like, I don't know how that how that stuff works. No, I'm 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 very excited. I know that the quarterback. I mean, Nick Foles didn't play superb, but I don't think the quarterback position was the reason why we lost last week or why we didn't look good week one honestly very true but um yeah and and carson is gonna have to deal with uh a lot of reduced weapons he, he's kind of suffering from a lack of weapons around him however j matt j matt j matt came back conveniently adding to the weapons around him is at j matt j matt j matt jordan matthews coming from uh the abyss of buffalo or wherever he was wasn't he in new england for a little while too um I mean, he got signed there, but he never played an actual game. He came, got hurt, and then left. Yeah, typical. Yeah, so if you haven't heard, Jordan Matthews has officially been signed by the Eagles as of today, I think, uh, which is Wednesday. You'll probably hear this on Thursday. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's exciting, as long as he doesn't suck. I mean, I have no idea what condition he's in, I assume. But he's going to know the offense. I think that's the big thing. That's one of the big reasons they brought him in, is uh, for any, like, third week of the season waiver wire signing that you're going to make to, to bring somebody in that already is familiar, one, familiar with the offense, two, like best friends with your quarterback, like who, oh, by the way, is making his first start in nine months. Uh, I It's like, on one hand, you're like, ah, is he, is he good? Is he not good? On the other hand, you're like, this is brilliant. Like, this is everything you could ask for. I guarantee you he will be already the second best wide receiver on the roster. I mean, yeah, right Coming now. On Sunday. Uh, that's not hard to that's, do. That's actually. all we need him for. Is I right can't now. even tell you who the second wide receiver is right now. Is it Perkins or was he a tight end? I think you're making that up. I don't even know. I, I think Perkins was just the guy that like caught a couple targets last week. But I don't know if he's second on the depth chart. Like who's well, second? No, on but the I'm just guessing chart? because because he got those two or three receptions, he would be like the next guy. I feel like there's somebody else. It's still going to be Carson's going to use Ertz probably 20 times. Yeah, at maybe least. Da- Dallas Goddard like. I didn't see him at all last week. Yeah, I don't know if like he just didn't play, or if he didn't get targeted, or if he sucks, or what. I don't know. He does not uh, suck. Well, we'll find out. Way. The only we'll thing that sucks out. about him is his first name. No, we're we're calling him Philly. He should, from here point on be referred to as Philly Goddard. All right. Uh, so yeah. So uh, if I need to remind you guys, the last time we saw one, um, Carson Wentz, he was throwing four touchdowns, uh, in a win over the Los Angeles Rams before the gods decided to take him from us. But he has returned, and he will, from here, lead us back to glory. Uh, to, to get myself back in the mood, I watched the, uh, 
I don't know if it's like a E60, whatever the, whatever the uh, NFL top 100 things are, you know, where they, they do like the video testimonials of all the players talking about the other player, you know. And the so one the with one with Von Miller in it. Yeah, the one with Von Miller. So it's like Carson's at three, and uh, Von Miller's like, that's a bad man. I'm like, oh. Because, <laughs> you know, Von Miller's, Aaron Von Miller's a bad man. Rogers is a bad man. We're not talking about him. I know, but it just reminded me of it. Aaron Rodgers is pretty good, too. Continue. That was pretty much the end of it. I'm excited. Uh, we're playing the Colts this weekend. Uh, so if you guys don't remember Frank Reich, who was here last year as offensive coordinator. Yep. Is now the head coach of the Colts. And so, in theory, he knows all of our plays and stuff like that. But uh, Jason, Kelsey, still gonna dice him up. Jason Kelsey, I, I saw a, a quote on it from Jason Kelsey. He's like, yeah, I mean, he's going to know all our plays, but I still think if we want to run the ball, we can line it up and run it down their throat and not much they can do to stop it, even if they know what play it is. Mm-hmm. So, ballsy statement from Kelsey, but hopefully not that far off the truth. Um, hopefully, I'm hoping, uh, Ajay's healthy. Hopefully, Ajay's healthy. Uh, he, I mean, he played the second half of the game, right? So yeah, but there's another report that came out afterwards. Oh, uh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, he said he's. I think he's still questionable. Like, there's a good chance he'll play, but there's also a, a decent chance that well, he. Well, I'm gonna start him in fantasy just because I believe. Um, Dougie P. He says Carson's coming back, no restrictions. Uh, there's no limited playbook or anything like that. Um, so which if he is 100, percent which I hope he is coming in, that's how it should be. Yeah, no, that's. I think that's kind of why they waited. Uh, yeah. I mean, he probably could have played week one at at ninety percent or eighty five or whatever ninety five, uh, but and that I think that's kind of why he was frustrated. I don't know if you've heard there there was little rumblings just of him being frustrated with the medical staff and whatever not being cleared for week one. Um, but I mean, obviously he's ecstatic to be uh, back playing, and we're ecstatic to have him back. And uh, I think I'm kind of curious to see what the offense looks like. Um, Good. Well, no, but like you know what I mean, because we changed the <laughs> we literally you, you, it, it's easy to we changed our offense completely for Nick Foles, uh, we, yeah, that the RPO thing, the RPA yeah. thing came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden that turned in like our whole offense. Now the RPO thing is kind of overblown. Col- Chris Collinsworth just gets like, uh, he gets a hard on for it every time that he thinks about. it. He's like, yeah, these these Philadelphia guys, they're just it's a run pass option. You can either <laughs> run it or you can pass it. And I was like, oh wow, it's it's really not that complicated. But they did kind of add that little thing for uh or m- m- more than added they they kind of made it more of a focus with Nick Foles um so we might see less of that we might see the same amount I don't know what we're going to see uh, I, I still I, think we're going to see a decent amount of that I think Carson especially would yeah. be an RPOR uh uh something w. like that Well no 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 as in like there's a run there's a pass and then there's a scramble I mean cuz once got that Yeah yeah, yeah. So it's gonna I mean, be like a run yeah. pass run option. Is what I was. I, I don't think it's a run option. RPRO. though. It's like that's just that's just you scramble if you got to scramble. I don't think that's like an actual part of the play. But it will be. It'll be like a read option with. I don't the think pass the, I don't think you're gonna run any read options with a man coming off a torn ACL. Dude, you'll be, there's no limitations. No, but that's not. It's not. It's not no limitations. It's not. Let's go start doing quarterback draws on third and five. Let me be happy. All right. I I, I don't want to be stupid. All right. Any other Eagles thoughts? Uh, score prediction. Score prediction. We were real close on our Rams, or uh, our uh, uh, whoever we just played Bucks prediction. What did we guess? Thirty-one seventeen. Uh, yeah, I was I was real confident going out of that game, and I'm pretty embarrassed. 
yeah. that we lost. We don't got to talk about it. No. But I'm also very confident in this game. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we're going to win 127 no. to 3. 128. <sighs> no, honestly. Uh, we didn't score like at least 24 points. I was going to say. we scored 24 points yet? 27, 13. I need 20, to see something from the offense. 27, 17. I'll go 24-17. You're a doubter. 24-17, but like a late touchdown from the Colts that like makes it a seven-point game. Mm, mm. So like not – I'm not expecting a, uh, a a close game in a sense, but I do expect it to be competitive. Like I think the Colts are better, but I don't know. Uh, I guess they're kind of better. I mean, didn't they beat somebody last week? Yeah, they beat the Redskins. The Redskins. They beat the Redskins. Come good. on, they beat them the good. Redskins. Though. I don't know. It's just cause. It's cause for uh for not. It's concern. also a home just game. Like, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know what? Yeah, I'm sticking with my my score prediction, but I I can say that I am fully behind the the, the Eagles. So. All right. So speaking of uh, Elton Brand. Ah, good segue. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, the Sixers. All right, let's let's slow down. So the Sixers, uh, once upon a time, had a GM by the name of Brian Colangelo. Ooh. And then Ooh. said Brian Colangelo. He got big ass collars. He he uh he popped up his collar. He uh he tightened up his little uh, over overcoat jacket thing, and he uh, popped on his little Twitter, and uh, he started talking trash about Embiid. And then so uh so then uh Sixers people didn't like that very much. So we decided he gotta go. So then he went. And then uh from that point on we had like a uh uh collaborative montage of nameless front office people led by Brett Brown, uh leading this franchise through our off season. Which uh good thing it wasn't like a critical off season by any means and like nothing important was going on. Like thank goodness that like there weren't any moves to be made, but you know what? We're we're past it. We're past no, it. No, it's not like LeBron was out there. It's not like there were any like or you know, prime free agents to be had or trades to be made. Um, but uh, luckily for you guys, we took about a three month break at the same time, so you didn't have to hear us whine about it. Uh, but now we're back, and now we're not going to whine about it because we have filled the uh, hole in the wall with a hole in the wall person in the wall look that looks stop, like Elton stop. Brand. He looks like Elton Brand. He is Elton Brand. Elton Brand. Was he was terrible. a <laughs> he was a player for the Sixers. Uh, fun fact: he was a player for the Sixers only like two and a half years ago. Like we signed him as a player, and now he's the GM. He didn't play much, or yeah, at all, I mean, did he? No, he didn't. But he was there. He was on our team before that as well, too. So, uh, I guess uh, what's your gut reaction on it? I like it. Why? I like because uh, I like hiring from within. Because wasn't he with the uh, blue coats or whatever, right? Oh yeah. So he was down there this past. Guess year. how long? Guess, guess how long he was there? A year, not even. Yeah, he was there for a year. Um, guess guess uh, what front office experience he had before that? Zero. Yeah. I I like the move though because it's. it's I mean I know no, we're I, like, I like it too. We're we're like two or three years into the like uh, finishing the process. Maybe not even like two years yeah. into it. So I like that we're like starting out someone 
new. I know it, it would have been better if we got him two two years ago. We started him like two years ago. But I kind of like everybody starting at the one time. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it's a not a terrible hire. It's a weird hire just because of how young he is. He's younger than Brett Brown by like 15. He, he played for Brett Brown. Brett Brown was his coach at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's the GM. Um, so it's, it's a little scary because like you expect he doesn't really know what he's doing. But the thing is, the I think one of the main reasons that the Sixers had a hard time hiring a GM is because supposedly they were very intent on keeping the, the staff that they had currently in the front office from the Colangelo regime, um, which I don't know if that makes sense or not, but whatever it is, they, they felt like they had a good staff when it came to the front office people that were already there and the assistants and the scouting or whatever. Um, so Elton Brandon Theory will be helped out by all those guys when he has to make any, any critical decisions or deal with the salary cap that maybe he's not so familiar with or all that sort of stuff. I think another thing that helps out, especially with signing free agents, is he's – I mean, there's such a thing as like a player coach, but I think there's also a thing as like a player GM. Like he understands what players go through when they're trying to sign contracts and what they what they want to go to. Yeah. So it's not just some guy who has a bunch of money who's a businessman. I mean there, there's something to be said about a businessman being a GM. You should be a businessman as well. But to put like uh, play, like experience behind it is a big thing that will help him out. No, I agree. I think there's a lot of things to like. I, I think the, the only question is like it's a hard job. It's not easy. Yeah. And and also, uh, somebody said it, it's like this has never happened before, where a team as close to reaching the top as the Sixers are just have an open GM spot. Like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Like the Sixers are legitimately one piece of way from not like being the top of the East and contending for a title. Um, and so essentially there's one move to be made by Elton Brand. Now you can, you can say, all right, he's got to resign people. He's got to do the the stuff around the fringes with the, the one year deals and the, the bench players and who's going to sign for his staff, blah, 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 blah. He's got to, in some way, acquire the final piece. Everybody knows it. This has been the plan for the longest time. No matter who was in the front office, that was going to be the plan. And now it's up to Elton Brand to do that and to make it happen. And so I, if he gets it done, then he's he succeeded. Oh, he's in my getting mind. it done. Yeah. So I mean, we'll figure out who the per- who the piece is when that time comes. But like, that's not our job now. That's his job. Um, in the meantime, the Sixers gonna Sixer, just keep getting better or worse. I mean, depending on your opinion. But uh, sometimes you gotta step backwards and move forward. So uh, let's uh, let's transition into that topic. Uh, the the Sixers had media day this past weekend. Did you listen to any of those videos? No, I didn't actually. I listened to it a little bit, but I forget what they said. All right, so essentially, Fill me in, coach, if you follow me on Twitter, uh, or you know, I could tweet it with the uh, the you're you not should. wrong account. You should. I should. Either way, um, I retweeted and liked uh, a couple of videos of like uh, surface. I think Rich Hoffman Hoffman from uh, Brett Brown's media day, and essentially. In the videos he touched on, in the first one he touched on kind of Ben Simmons and what he's been doing, and then the second one, Markel Fultz. And in both, he kind of is answering a simple question with a really long answer. Um, classic but essentially, Brett Brown. Yeah, classic Brett Brown. He's like all positive and, and Got the beard back. His beard looks fantastic. His accent is as good as ever. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, essentially, the Markel Fultz thing, he talked, he was asked pretty much like, how's Markel Fultz doing? And he was like, Markel, you know, I, I can't, I'm not even going to try to do the accent. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to do the accent. He was like, Markel's been doing, uh, he's been doing well. We had a team Markel that was out in LA uh, with Drew Hanlon, um, who was training Markel. And uh, so we've been very in tune with how he's been doing. Um, from their metrics, I don't know if you guys have heard this number, from, from their metrics, Markel has put up about 150,000 shots in the offseason, which if you do the math, if he's been, if he has taken no off days since the season ended, would be about 1,300 shots a day. He says Markel has been, um, he's been a lot more confident, which he wasn't last year in, in, in uh, training camp. He wasn't yep, taking yep, shots. Yep, yep, yep. No, so uh, so he he says that Markel's been a lot more confident, uh, looking for his shot, attacking the basket, uh, looking for his jumper, um, and I also heard via the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast today that uh, sources within the inside the Sixers have said that he is dribbling into a three point shot, but is not yet um, comfortable with the catch and shoot three. So that's the that's the latest hot take news that that podcast came out today. And so I'm now re- relaying you guys that information. Uh, Markel Fultz dribbling into threes, not not taking him off the catch yet. Hey guys, it's Alexander here, real quick. I'm uh, editing this on Thursday. It is uh, now after the Markel video has been released of his jump shot. So obviously we're not going to record a, a whole new pod or anything like that. But I just wanted to interject real here, real quick here, and uh, kind of give my take on it. So um, essentially, in the video that was released today. Uh, his jumper looks a lot more like one motion, um, a lot, a lot more smooth, and uh, the it does still kind of look like a little push, maybe. Um, but I think that has more to do with kind of he has like a little backward head tilt right as he's releasing the ball, which gives the impression that he's pushing the ball away from his face. But if you if you kind of take that out of it, or if you look at the shots where that doesn't happen, um, I think the shot looks fantastic. Um, Compared, I mean, maybe not fantastic, fantastic, but compared to what we saw in the spring and uh, some of the pretty much last time we saw him, I think it looks much better. It's all one motion. It's very fluid. His base is very solid. And people will say, oh, like he's not going to be the same shooter he was at Washington, and maybe not. But if you line up, somebody did a lineup of the video that was released today and uh, Markel's footage from uh, the off season right before the draft, um, before any shoulder injury or anything like that. Um, and I, his, his motion is so much more smooth that the one motion thing is huge. Cause he did have a hit to the top of the shot at Washington. Um, so it's, it's all one motion. Uh, if he can speed it up in game speed, it's going to be legit. And I think he's going to be a legit catch and shoot threat. So, uh, kind of disregard what I said about the dribble into the shot thing. He was, he was doing it off the catch in the video. I think that's going to be a legit thing for him. Um, and we'll just have to see how it goes. Yeah, I I know another thing that they touched on is Ben Simmons and Markel Fultz playing together, which I'd be very interested in seeing this this upcoming year because there was I know I think we talked about it before. It's gonna have to happen. Yeah, about like how how soon are they gonna do that? Is it gonna be right away? Right away. It should be right away. And then what's who? The, what's the point of waiting? But then who is coming off the bench that started for us last year? Uh, that's not that's not the problem. I mean, you figure that out when you figure that out. It's it's. In my opinion, you can't start the season playing for the playoffs. Or you can't start the season playing to win games. You start the season 
trying to figure out what your team is for the playoffs. And so you don't start the season saying, oh, we had the best five-man group in the NBA last year. That's who going to be our starters is who our starters are. And then if Markel uh, figures his stuff out, maybe we'll slide him in the, in the starting lineup and figure it out or figure out how to play him and Ben together. No, I think you start the season. Maybe you don't start him right away, but like you start the season with the intent to start him as soon as you can. And you start him with Ben Simmons, and then you just see if they can figure it out. Because when it comes around to the playoffs, a healthy Markel Fultz and a healthy Ben Simmons and a healthy Joel Embiid that can all play together, that's your ceiling. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree with that, though, because last year didn't, uh, didn't Dario start on the bench last year, and then he worked his way into the role. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... And also, was... at the end of, end of the year, when we got Ginobili and uh, Ilya Sova, I know neither of them started, but... We were playing for the playoffs then. I think the goal at the beginning of the year is to win games to put yourself in the playoffs. If you're looking at the playoffs game one, you could go 0-82 right off the bat. You don't know if you're making the playoffs. Oh, I wouldn't play for the playoffs to start. I'd play to make the playoffs first. And then once well, we so, once we when, reach what, that, then then we start pushing in faults. When's I mean, the appropriate time to do that then? I mean, it's, you're never not going to be playing for the playoffs. There's not going to be a point where like, oh, yeah, we're good. Like, now let's try it out. I'm know, saying but you, to you, start the, the earlier to start you start, the, year, the less... I know, but I'm not. I'm not saying he started ten games before the playoffs. I don't. I don't think we're just saving him for the playoffs. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying start with what you know works, and then try and push Fultz in there every once in a while. Don't start him, but play him with the starters every once in a while for the first three or four weeks. And then if he starts to be comfortable and he shows that his shot is progressing, then you slide him into the two to start the game. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, and there's a good argument to be made for it. I just, I think. The more you can get them playing together and figuring it out, the better. And uh, the earlier you start that, the better. And so you trust that you're going to make the playoffs um, with the talent that you have. Uh, you might not win 52 games. I think the Sixers will win like 47, 48 games this year. I think we'll take a step back. People forget we won 16 games in a row to finish the season. Uh, we were 36 and 30. And so this could be a 48-47 win team. Which isn't a problem. That's that's the fourth seed in the East. That's the fifth seed in the East. Um, yeah, you'd rather be the three seed, have home court. Uh, I think we'll get the three seed. Uh, I think but, we'll get the two seed. I mean, yeah, that'd be great. But the, the the important thing is getting these guys to work together and figuring out right away if it's not going to work. If it's not going to work, then a move has to happen. You can't just be like, oh, right, I guess we'll put Markel in the, the six-man, seven-man spot and just play him when Ben Simmons comes off the floor because you didn't draft this kid to play 18 minutes a night. No, we didn't. But at the same time, the beginning of last year, what were we, we were 500 until we were like 19 and 19, weren't we? I think that, sure. that that was the last time. How many of those first 19 games would we have won if it was the second half of the year? Because we just introduced J.J. Redick. Sarge, like I said, wasn't starting those first few games. And then our bench got it so much better at the end of the year. And I think our bench is just as good, if not better than last year already. So I think right off the bat, we're not going to be a 500 team 38 games into the season. We're we're going to start off on the right track. I think we're going to win. Yeah. So I, then, I'd say so then you play Markel. 50s again. So then it shouldn't matter what, when, where you play Markel, right? Because all those other things are going for you. I know, but it's not, it's not so much a team thing. It's more of a Markel thing because you saw at the beginning of last year and just his shot in general, he, he gets a, a bit of the yips, and you got to make sure that that is well, we, We're going to find over. out if he has them or not. I mean, we're going to Yeah, you're going to find out, but you can find that out if he plays off the bench. He doesn't have to start right away to figure that out. Okay, yeah, all right. So he doesn't start right away. I think he sh- if he's not starting by 20 games in the season, I, I'm, I'm going to be worried. 
I mean, probably, but it could also he should just start be over that, JJ Redick. He absolutely should start over JJ Redick. I don't know if, if not JJ over JJ Redick. JJ Redick brings that three point threat, that pick and roll with Embiid that he does. That's just totally different than anything Markel could bring. And that, that yeah, there's a lot to be said about that in a sense. And maybe, maybe I'd say um, I'd say, and I hate to say because I think Dario. I mean, people can say whether or not it's it's true or not. He plays so much better when he starts rather than off the bench. I th- I'm not sure if it's a mentality thing or it's a minutes thing. But it also I think, could have been a fluke. I think it's. I think the team would be better if Markel played the two and we slid JJ to the three for offense. It, it'd be the opposite, but yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. And then on defense, we just make Ben guard the four. Yeah, I think uh, maybe, I think that would be a much it. better team because we. I think we definitely need for a starting lineup in like a fourth quarter push. We need that JJ Redick three like a constant three not just yeah. the Covington if he's hot he's hot if he's not he's not I mean my uh my fourth quarter you got an eight point lead you're trying to lock it down lineup is TJ McConnell at the one Markel at two Broco three Ben four and beat five TJ McConnell is the best defensive point guard on the team right now yeah, but I don't think you can because you can't play you can't play JJ Redick down the stretch if he's no, not gonna play defense I'd I don't know because that's that's I mean we're trying to like mold Fultz into a kind of a, a two. S- yeah kind of like a stretch one kind of like he can he can handle the ball when he wants so we'd have like three ball handlers in at the same exact time that'd be fine that'd be that'd be ideal I know but none of them can shoot I know what you're saying we're playing with elites so or playing defensive but at the same exact time you can't just play defensive for the last five minutes of a game and not try and score all right well we'll figure it out we'll have the whole season to talk about this I guess just the question is. How confident are we in Markel Fultz? We'll find out in training camp. We got training camp on Saturday. We'll find out in preseason. Uh, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about his long-term prospect and the the long-term re- rebuilding of his shot. Um, I expect What I expect to happen on Saturday is the video to come out or whatever's going to happen, and people are going to freak out and be like, oh my God, he still can't shoot, or whatever it's going to be. And people are going to overreact. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to me, don't overreact. You will be one of them if his shot I'm looks good, I'm not going to overreact. Oh, if I'm his not, shot looks no. good, you don't shh, think you're going to overreact? Shh, 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 shh. Oh, I can't wait. I'm not going to overreact. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I, it's impo- Matt, no, you don't understand. It's impossible for me to overreact in the positive direction. I'm already so positive on him. There's nowhere for me to go on this guy. So you're basically already overreacting. Just I'm because not you're overreacting. not going over no. what you're already at doesn't mean you're not overreacting. I, I am constant. I've been at a constant level, and I will not I will uh. not waver from my level. I'm telling you, the general public, I'm telling you when you go on Twitter and you see the talking heads and you see the, the WIP, whatever, the people are going to be saying, are we screwed? Do we trade Markel Fultz for Jimmy Butler right now? Maybe your answer is yes. Maybe your answer is no. My answer is no. My answer is let's play a season. Let's play three seasons. Let's see what happens. Let's play three Whatever it's gonna seasons. Be. Yes, Matt. Oh, I don't know about that. That's okay. a different debate. But if Markel doesn't have a shot for three seasons, he's gone. That's not what I'm saying. I'm is saying it? I'm saying the man's 20. How old was Victor Oladipo last year? I mean, that's true. But he also showed 24. promise. And he played he's 24. four seasons. And he showed promise in Orlando, and that's why Thunder traded for him. And then he stepped yeah. on the Thunder because of Westbrook. So he was good okay. to start, too. He just became the dominant player, which Fultz will never be the dominant player on the Sixers as long as Embiid How do you and know? are here. How do you know? Because you said yourself that this team runs through Embiid no matter what. 
Okay. So he can't be the dominant player like Oladipo. Fultz's ceiling. Fultz's ceiling is absolutely a a uh it's a not scoring. higher than Embiid. I'm not. I was not gonna say that, man. I'm saying Fultz's ceiling is the third legitimate star from the two position, alongside Embiid and Simmons. All right. I don't think he has to take a back seat. But I also think if three seasons, I'm not saying he doesn't have a shot, but if he's not performing in three seasons, it's time to go find a different three. Okay. All right. I'll give it to you. I was, I was just throwing three seasons out there. That just came out. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't a point. It wasn't a take. All right. Last thing. Jimmy Butler. I like his playing ability a lot. I think he'd slide in perfectly. How much do we give up for him? Nothing. I don't want him. What do you mean? I don't know. I... Your, your package is Dario Saric, no. Robert Covington, no. first. No, no, no. Your package is Robert Covington no. and no. The, tw- no. the 2021 no. first. No, no. He's a top 15 player. You're not going to trade for him by trading. Who? Are you, who else? What's your trade That's package? what I'm saying. I'm not trading him. I don't want to give up a... Like, He's on the trade block, Matt, and you said you want him. What are you giving up for him? I didn't say I want him. Okay, do you want him or not? I, I guess I did say I want him. I I want I want how he plays, but I think he like you said yourself before we even started the pod that he wants to be a superstar on this team. And I know. Like I, I didn't was, say I want him. And like I was just saying, Embiid is going to be the superstar on this team. I don't want him. I don't want Jimmy Butler here. I think if his package is small enough, like I would not trade any starter for him, and I would trade, trade. I don't want trade Fultz either. Nope. But, so I don't think, we're definitely not going to get him because I don't want to give up, unless they decide to give up Sarge, which I'd be pissed off about. All right. Uh, it's next offseason. Jimmy Butler just finished an abysmal season with the Brooklyn Nets. He's not re-signing. Do you go out and sign Jimmy Butler for $30 million? If he's okay with taking a back seat, you got to talk to him first. You don't know that. What? Then you no, don't know that. I'm not taking that risk. All right. But if you talk you're, to him and says, "Are and he," I said, "You're you're 31 now, you're starting to decline. We want you to slide into the two and you play behind Simmons and Embiid. Are you okay with that to win a championship?" And he goes, "Yes, I'm ready for that." No, nah, he, he doesn't that. say that. He's Jimmy Butler. He says, "I'm Jimmy Butler. I'm the I'm a top 10 player in this league. I don't slide behind anybody." Well, then I'd say, "You're lying. You weren't top 10 ever." Go find a different team to suck. He's at. Jimmy Butler. He does what he wants. All he right. said, "I'm Jimmy Butler. But I'm you're, coming. You're gonna I pay me thirty million dollars. Why do you, why do you hate gonna Jimmy it? Butler? I don't hate you, him. You don't think he's? I don't think he would say that though. If he gave I, him that option, I hate him on this team. He doesn't fit on this team. I, I think his play style does. I don't know. I think he's a ball dominant too. I think we need a, an off ball too who can handle the ball, I think, uh, which is which is different. I think a lot of the ball dominant too came from uh, Thibodeau. And the Timberwolves. I'm telling wanted- you right now, because I mean, you said yourself during the season, Cat got the ball like never last yeah. year, which yeah. was Embiid would find a way to get the ball. I don't know. Embiid would get the ball. There's something about the center position which is unique to the center position. Anthony Davis is the same thing. I heard I was listening to a podcast uh, talking about why doesn't Anthony Davis get more credit, and the reason is is because Anthony Davis can't get himself the ball. Anthony Davis needs somebody to pass in the ball. Russell Westbrook and James Harden, they have the ball in their hands. They do whatever they want. When you're in the center position, you need somebody to give you the ball. And, that's and what Simmons I, I'm not saying for. that's what's going to happen here, but there's a reason Cat didn't get the ball. And if Jimmy Butler came here, he would want the ball. Uh, he takes the last shot. He wants the last possession of the, the, 
the second round of the playoffs, and maybe he deserves it. Maybe he should get it. But I want Embiid with that shot. Well, that's why I I wouldn't I wouldn't trade for him because trading for him is just kind of like forcing his hand into into uh, this team. If next year comes and he approaches us, since I want to be on the Sixers, and you're like, all right, here's what we're thinking. Will you play behind Embiid? And he goes, yes, I'm I'm ready to do that. Then yes, I'm signing him. You're just automatically saying that's not even going to be an option. I'm saying what obviously if that's not an option, then no. But if that option does come up, I'm taking it. All right, maybe I, yeah, I'm not sold. I uh, you weren't even I, giving me the odd like I'm saying I you're you're just stuck on like having the idea that he's not going to think that at all. I he, just I have a lot of evidence. Well, then that that comes up. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen, or the way I'm thinking it's gonna, or the way I'm thinking or hoping that it happens is going to happen. I'm just saying if it does arise, you're just automatically saying no, that's not going to arise because of this. The man wanted the ball over prime Derrick Rose. That's 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 my closing. That's my that's my closing statement. Prime Derrick Rose. No, he wasn't even good then. Don't give me that. Yeah, he still wanted the ball though. No. Because how young was he then too? He was young. Exactly. There's there's a there's a big difference between someone just in the league and thinks he's too good, and then someone who after next year is going to be thirty one, thirty two years old and saying, "I look, I just want to win now." Yeah, we'll see. I mean, look at mm-hmm. uh, Ray Allen. Look look how much his game changed. Does does he really want to win now? Do you think he's one wants wants to win now? His three teams were the Nets, the Knicks, and because the he wants to try one more try, try at being a centerpiece and hoping to win with a centerpiece. So I think if if he goes to a team and then realizes crap, I I suck. It's not just me. <laughs> and he's like, fine, I'm I'm fine with being a, a number two or a number three on a team. I think number the Sixers four. would be a great option. Number four. He's starting over Fultz. Jimmy, come off the bench. That wouldn't happen. All right. Uh, any last thoughts? Sixers training camp starts Saturday. Uh, there's a live practice or a live game actually. I think on Saturday. Is that the uh, at Penn? Yeah, it's like the scrimmage. The, yeah, what's that place called? Palestra. Yeah. I probably butchered that word. Something Palestra. like that though. I think that's Sounded right. good yeah, enough. Yeah, we're from Philly, guys. We're just outside of Philly. Just outside of Philly. <laughs> yeah, we're just, like, we're just outside. All right. Uh, so Eagles win this weekend. Uh, Markel Fultz and Ben Simmons are trading threes from the Palestra, and everything's good in the world. Carson Wentz has returned. Elton Brand is our new GM, and the Cowboys still suck. All right. Uh, any closing words? Uh, go follow our Twitter. I'll go retweet those videos for you guys. Uh, our Twitter is. Uh, at you're, not, you're wrong. not wrong. At you're not wrong. Underscore. underscore. Yeah. And then we won't even say our email because there's no point in emailing us. Please email us. Just, Matt just will find it. No, just DM us. <laughs> yeah, that, I actually yeah, don't even check the email, so Shh, I don't know why we say it every time. Don't tell them that. We'll have a reaction video to Carson Wentz's epic game and whatever happens this weekend with the Sixers next week. Reaction video, reaction podcast. Um, so look for that next Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace. Trust the process.